the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And uh, my name is Greg Britton, the Residency Party Patriots, co-host Don Dix, chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. And I think we just have to start off this week with uh, very tragic news, and we'll discuss the ramifications and the causes of the attempted murder of Republicans by a deranged Bernie Sanders supporter back in Alexandria, Virginia. Absolutely, Greg. This has been this this could have been the week that well, well it is in a number of respects. But uh, you, now that we know the details of what unfolded at that baseball diamond, as the Republican softball team was practicing for their fundraiser the following day, we now know the fullness of who this guy was, um, and we'll talk about this. What motivated him, even though the mainstream media still has yet to uncover what his true motivation was? I think the FBI is still hot on the case and investigating uh, what his uh, true motive was. It's absolutely crazy. I was driving to uh, Burbank when this was all unfolding. And as I'm driving, um, I'm being forced to deal with capturing the news flow on this event. And I actually went out to the Facebook page of one James T. Hodgkinson, this Illinois man that did this shooting, and captured his Facebook page. Now, if you if you look at this guy's Facebook page, there's absolutely there should be absolutely no question about what this guy's motives were, who he was, and what he was about. None whatsoever. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I understand it reads like an episode of Rachel Maddow's show on MSNBC. Well, it does. So for starters, he's got Bernie Sanders is his pro is his uh, I don't know what do you call that profile picture or the right. you know the big picture in the smaller profile picture where people usually put their face their head. It says Democratic Socialism explained in eight words: We the people. And when you go back into this guy's history and begin to unpack who he was and what motivated him, as far as the FBI, as far as the lamestream media, as far as, you know, the far left media like MSNBC and CNN, there should be absolutely no question as to who this guy was, what his objectives were, and what motivated him. Yeah, well, according to the New York Times this morning, on Thursday morning, it's Sarah Palin's fault. Well, yeah, I mean, the left the left leaning media is going to um, they're going to they're going to couch this in however whatever terms they need to in order to hide it. Now, Donald Trump came out right away with a statement, a call for unity, and he got praise from even the New York Times. You had Paul Ryan take to the well in the in the uh, in Congress. And again, call for unity. Even Nancy Pelosi seemed to be a little bit more uh, civil 
in her reflection on this event? Well, they have, oh, they have to at the moment. But they will soon be back to the same kind of rhetoric that is almost inevitable. It's not just that Donald Trump is a, is a bad president, that Republican policies are bad policies, that, uh, that our Democrat policies are so much better because of this. Obamacare is such a good thing, or it's basically good. We need to tweak it a little bit, make it, make it even better, spend some more money. I mean, it, it's nothing of that. It's that the Republicans are heinous, bad, evil people who are trying to kill people. Literally, they've they've made that they've they have made that claim, and when you have they're, they're traitors, they're colluding with Russia, so on and so on and so on. It, it is almost inevitable that the marginal, that the nutcases, are going to be pushed over the edge into violence. Well, this is true, and they're going to be motivated. And I can make the case. We could, I believe we can trace the DNA of the origin of all of this back to that statement that Barack Obama made five days before the campaign that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming this country. And starting to transform it, he did. There are people that, was, that were on his political bandwagon from the very beginning. And Donald Trump, being the virus of the people, being the, the, the uh, being inserted into Washington, D.C., was a direct affront to the continuation of that policy. And the left since then has just gone berserk. Right. And they, they, they thought they were driving for the winning touchdown. Hillary Clinton was going to be elected. The borders would remain open and they would continue with their fundamental transformation. And then they, they, they threw Donald Trump intercepted the pass and ran it back for a touchdown and won the, and won the, and won the game. The, the the season goes on. Of course, the struggle goes on. And you're right. The, the the combination of the surprise and losing when they thought they were they were on the verge of winning has driven them nuts. And of course, Donald Trump drives them nuts because he's not he's not your average housebroken, harmless Republican. He's there to change things. And I remember Gingrich said even before the election that to the Washington DSC establishment, Donald Trump is a horrifying figure because he's going to change things. Well, he is. And let's make no mistake about what happened on Wednesday morning. This was a politically motivated shooting. It was it was driven by the rhetoric of the left. You When you have... People like Kathy Griffin holding up Donald Trump's severed head. When you have a theater company in Central Park that tweaks Shakespeare's play to include someone dressed up like Donald Trump, stabbing him with Melania at his side and killing him. When you have, the in, in response to this now, the progressive media personalities agree those Republicans deserved to get shot. You've got uh, somebody who is actually a uh, journalist with the Huffington Post, a guy by the name of Jesse Ben, who tweets out, for violent resistance to work, it needs to be organized. Individual acts can be understandable, but likely counterproductive and ineffective. You have people that are attached to the Huffington Post that, in essence, are acknowledging that this is a legitimate piece, a tactic within the strategy to transform America into a socialist regime. Look at what's happened to every single government throughout time. 
that has moved in a socialist direction, the final throes of that movement did not happen without violence. They happened with violence. Look at what's happening in Venezuela right now that the media refuses to cover. Well, absolutely. And you, we see that in protests in the, in the streets is that uh, the leftist brown shirts, Antifa, uh, will color, turn out to beat up pro-Trump or conservative protesters. And in some places, the police just sta- have been ordered to stand down and, le- and, let- and let them have at it. In fact, uh, later on the show, we're going to have Denise Ruiz, who organized the march against Sharia law in San Bernardino and did a great job with that, by the way. So, but there, still have the same crowd of, of people turned out. But there the, there the police didn't stand down and maintained order and allowed everyone to, to have to have their say. But yeah, absolutely, the left will use violence whenever they think it is in their interest. And, that, and, that, and that's how they tie in is this. The left and the Islamists, their guiding principle is whatever advances their political ideology. And whatever tactics or strategy to do that is just fine. So if it's lying, if it's use of violence, if it's use of vote fraud, whatever it is, they will do it as long as it advances their political cause. That's very true. One of the political causes of the left that they came right out and talked about, you had David Fromm that talked about gun control. Terry McAuliffe in his statement said, you know, it's too soon to talk about gun control, but I'm going to talk about gun control. And went on to say there are 94 million Americans a day that die as a result of gun violence. Of course, that means that the entire population of the United States would be wiped out, (laughs) yes, in three days and then later corrected it to 94. But it's missing the point. What's The point that they're missing is that this shooting was motivated because of political affiliation. What happened was a was political violence that threatens to debase the basic stability of our country down uh, and unfortunately, the hard left is down with this. They are they are completely down with this, and this is part of what they're willing to do in order to complete the transformation that Barack Obama talked about. Right, and this kind of rhetoric and the severed heads, all those kind of things, is to keep all their people ramped up. And whether they intend to have their marginals commit violence or that's just an acceptable consequence of keeping all of their people wrapped up, ramped up. That's what they're doing, and it is intentional, and notwithstanding any momentary protestations by the Democrats of how terrible this is, we need to come together. And this, this, this spreads the entire spectrum from the professor that said Republicans should be lined up and shot all the way up to Loretta Lynch, who said that marches and demonstration and blood in the streets is part of the process. We need, and we need to do that again. And we need to do it again. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, as you mentioned, Denise Ruiz, the organizer of one of the nationwide protests organized by Act for America across the country. And to, probably the largest and most successful one of them organized across the country. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll learn about her, why she got involved, what the purpose of the march is, and where we are now in the in the overall scheme of things uh, when we return from a break from our sponsor. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. We appreciate Ed's support. We will introduce Denise Ruiz after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. 
Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE, broker license number 01147747. And California Financers Lenders License number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. AM590. The answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590 The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. And we're fortunate to have with us today a private citizen that is taking that role of being a private citizen in a republic seriously, uh, Denise Ruiz, who was one of the organizers of the protests that occurred across the country last Saturday, June the 10th, the March Against Sharia, the March for Human Rights, organized by Act for America. Welcome to the United Inland Empire radio program, Denise. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for doing what you did. Let's, uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with this, let's take everybody back to the beginning uh, a little bit. Talk about what the purpose of this march was, uh, a little bit about who Act for America is, if they're not familiar. And then uh, we would like to get into a little bit about what motivated you to get involved, what were some of your, what some of your background is. Um, your story is very important because we are constantly trying to encourage people to get out of the stands and onto the playing field. And you not only got out of the stands, but you became the coach. So you bypass, get onto the playing field and learn how to play the game. You went right from the stands to coach, which I think is admirable. Uh, It's a quick learning curve. But uh, Act for America, which has been around since 2007, is the largest grassroots nationwide organization that advocates for citizens to be involved in the national security of our country and educates them about the threat of radical and political Islam. Uh, we have been doing it traditionally in Act for America based on what we would call a chapter model where you know we have chapters all across the country. Those chapters hold meetings. They organize uh, what they're going to do, whether if it's a political response or a community education event from that basis. But some at some point this year, uh, the folks at Act for America uh, like uh, observed like all of us did that the that the game rules have changed the left is doing stuff that they've never done before as we talked about in the first segment so we have to adapt to a certain degree we don't have to lose our morals in the process but strategy and tactically we have to adapt what attracted you to becoming involved with act for america and organizing uh this march well i'll be Upfront and honest, I didn't even know what Act for America was. Okay. Until I noticed on social media that they were looking for an organizer for their nationwide march. And then I started researching what they are. I knew I knew Bridget Gabriel spoke out okay. about terrorists and, and giving information on uh, awareness on what they uh, what the terrorists believe in and Islam, but I never really paid attention 
until now. Interesting. Now, the, the you're not a stranger. This this march was held at the Inland Regional Center, which is the site of the December 2nd terrorist attack in 2015. You're not a stranger to that event or to uh, the victims because you were involved in organizing events after the shooting for the benefit of the victims. Tell us about that. Right. We, at the time, owned an entertainment business, RZ Entertainment, and um, we volunteered to help with Helping Hands to organize a concert to fundraise for the victims' families. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I got involved with that. And um, that's one of the reasons why I actually raised my hand to this and wanted to volunteer, because I knew that it was close to not only my heart, my family's heart, but the community of San Bernardino County. Very good. So how did, was, was, was there anything that led you to sort of into politics that uh, you, you, you've interesting history. You, you were a massage therapist, a hypnotist. Uh, you, you had a, an extended court battle. Uh, you were an event promoter, a music promoter. What got you from that life, from being a mother to being political activist? Was there was there one th- was there one thing you woke up one day and go, oh, uh, I'm involved, or was it a gradual process? I think it was gradual. Like I was explaining to you earlier uh, before we started. Um, When I graduated high school, I knew that I wanted to lead in some way as far as helping others. I wanted to join the Navy and get into law enforcement. And so I I did all that and got the education. And then I ended up in court for three years. And it it just dawned on me that, you know what, I need to do more. Uh, What is there to do more? And when I seen that Trump was, uh, was running... And he had started mentioning about stop being politically correct and mention radical Islamist. And then that's what, you know, I wanted to learn more about that and get more educated. Was radical Islam on terrorism on your radar as, as, as a serious issue before you got jumped into the march against Sharia? Not until 9-11 happened. And then, you know, I, I wanted to educate myself on it. Um if I knew ACT was around then, then I would have probably volunteered and got become a member then. But um, what, what did you what did you go through in organizing? Now, so you you've, you've never organized a political event in your life. You've done some concerts, no, but never I've but never a, a political but never right. a, a political event. So right. what was what 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 did you have to do to put this event and get hundreds of people out there and the police there to keep order and a sound system and all those things, uh, speakers and. That is a very important question. How did you do all this? We're going to get into that and more with Denise Ruiz, who organized the June 10th March Against Sharia here in San Bernardino as part of the nationwide marches around the country after a message from our sponsor. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Denise Ruiz after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. 
Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Uh, the ultra-liberal Bill Maher said that, quote, after the San Bernino attacks, I heard all over the TV, everyone was saying if only Americans knew more about Islam, they wouldn't be so afraid. Actually, it's the reverse, end quote. Interesting. And that coming from Bill Maher. Right. Now, now he's, he is a, the rare liberal who looks at, hey, you know, this uh, Sharia law stuff, this is really contrary to everything I'm supposed to believe as a, as, as, as a liberal. Or most of them just doctor, reflexively line up to support Islam and Sharia law. Right. Probably without not knowing a whole lot of, uh, about it. Now, so what we left before our, our break was what you had to do and go through to organize this very successful event. How long before June 10th did you sign up for this? Two weeks. Two weeks before June 10th. Wow. All right. So to Greg's question, uh, tell us about that Herculean effort to get all these desperate groups together to come out and wave the American flag and uh, paint up signs, you know, whatever they had. I The signs were great. Go ahead. Right. Well, like a lot of things that I plan, it usually just comes. <laughs> I don't have I don't feel like I'm working so hard. Um, I developed a planning team, first of all, and I put a lot of people in there that were experienced and had is very educated on the subject. And things just started happening. You know, I would get phone calls, daily phone calls, and everything was just coming together. You know, to me, if it's in God's plan, it's going to happen. Now, it wasn't all an upward spiral. There were ups and downs throughout the process. I mean, I, at one point, I think they changed the name of the march to right. something else, and people rebelled against right. it. Right. They took out Sharia and put March Against Human Rights. March for Human Rights. March March for Human Yes, yeah. yes. And, and so and a lot of people got very discouraged and upset, and uh, then they wanted to plan something in L.A., which... That followed through. They ended up doing it anyway. That's the one at the uh, LAX, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Now, you, you had, what about security? I understand you, you, you received threats in, your, in the process. I had threats coming from the LA County area. Um, and it was an organizer for Unity for Love, I believe. And she. Wait, wait a minute. The organizer for Unity for Love threatened yes. you. Yes, yes. And of course, the irony is totally lost on him. Right. And, and there was a lot of other leftists that were talking about suicidal bombings at our march. And I reported it to the FBI. Very good. And you work very closely with the San Bernardino police throughout the entire process, correct? Yes. Detective Rogers, I got to give him props. He was very good. Yes. Awesome. And they were very cooperative. It was like, yes, you can do your march. Tell us what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. They had Then they had concerns, though, right? Right. The main concern they have was aggressors on our side. And there was a couple of them that didn't belong on in our group, which I immediately notified them you know, and right after I notified them, then, you know, they became aggressive and but they caught them in time. Excellent. And there was opposition standing on the opposite street corner. Who was that? 
that was blended in Antifa and the Union. Antifa is what for those people that might not be familiar? very leftist. They they shout out that we're fascists, but they're doing fascist work. The irony is again, as you said, Greg right. earlier, lost on them. They are they are they are called anti-fascist Antifa. That's short for anti-fascist, but they use fascist tactics to defeat you, their opposition. You fascists, we're gonna we're, we're gonna beat you up and pepper spray you for <laughs> because we don't like what you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, they were they were throwing rocks and yeah. Well, I didn't see that. I was there. I was there. I didn't see rocks well, being thrown. Th- the reason why some of our men on our side chased after them was because there was a female throwing rocks. Mm. So yeah. But I thought I thought overall, and there, there was a, there was a moment there when some people on our side crossed the street over to their side, and you watched the, the, all these all these police are now out of their right. cars and and that was during the moment that they were chasing down some of our guys. But we ended up at the end taking all four corners. Mm. And Antifa was no longer there. Almost <laughs> like a little miniature game of risk. It's like we own all four corners now. now and <laughs> now, the other thing. I mean, our side, you know, was pro anti Sharia law, pro freedom, all those things like this. There were lots of American flags. There was not a single American flag on their on right. on their side. I, right. I think it's kind of like the American flag to them is kind of like a cross to a vampire. Yeah. And the other thing they had was almost the entire day was a big poster of. Don's giving me a single here. Signal here. Let's save that for after the break. Okay. What is it that the, that the other side has? Stay, stay tuned if you want to find out. <laughs> that, that epitomizes who they were and what they stand for. And this is who wants to lead America into this darker corner of socialism. You're listening to the Unite IE radio program. We're speaking with Denise Ruiz. She's one of the organizers of the June 10th March Against Sharia Law back after the break. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the program for the most important political office in the entire country. And before we get done with the show today, Greg, one of the things we have to mention is the NoCAGasTax.com ballot initiative that's coming up. You just mentioned it. Oh, well, are we done? Did we mention it enough? Did people get the message? Okay. No. We want to talk about why this is probably one of the most important things to come in our direction uh, in a long time and make people aware of it and uh, what, 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 how we can use this uh, here in California. But we are talking with Denise Ruiz. She is one of the organizers of the June 10th March Against Sharia Law that happened all across the country, uh, an event that was organized by Act for America, uh, an organization that is a nationwide grassroots educational uh, nonprofit that wants people to understand what the threat from political and radical Islam is. Right. And if you listen to the Southern Poverty Law Center quoted in many of the media reports, it's an anti-Muslim hate group. We're going to talk about. We need to talk about the media because they factor heavily into this uh, into this march. What was the purpose of the march, Denise? Um, well, my purpose of the march, and I'm not speaking for the other organizers for the other states, but my purpose was not only to remember the fallen victims, the 14 that died. Uh, the day of December 2nd at the IRC, but also just bring the education and awareness to the community. Excellent. Education and awareness about? Sharia law. Excellent. Now, Sharia law, it's a, it's a big topic. I had a book there. I was at the march. I had a book. It's called Reliance of the Traveler. It was written in the 14th century. It is 
uh, validated. It, uh, it is the sacred book of Islamic law at, and is validated by dozens of organizations, Islamic law, Sharia uh, organizations around the world, um, including uh, a couple of uh, Islamic universities. Right. And you understand that in Islam, it's not just the Quran. Unlike in, in Christianity, you have the Bible. And people may write about the Bible, but, but that's, that's, that is the source book. But in Islam, there are multiple sources. You have the Quran, you have the Hadith, and you have this book called The Reliance of the Traveler, among others. Yeah, and the Sirah, uh, the Hadith is based on the life, the actions, and the sayings of Muhammad. And the book called The Reliance of the Traveler is based 15% on the Quran and 15 and 85% on Muhammad's life, his example as a human being, what he said, and what inspired him to say those things. So you have really very little understanding. I would have loved to have gone over to the other side and asked them, do you really know what Sharia law is? Because it, 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 it governs everything from you know, personal sanita- uh, personal uh, cleanliness. That's the word I was looking for. Sanitization, you know, washing your hands, brushing your teeth, among other bodily functions, all the way up to things like apostasy. What is the, what is the sentence for, how do you deal with someone who leaves the religion of Islam? So, and of course, that that is a crime under Islam, and that's one of the unique things about uh, Islam is that it is a combination of both religious texts as well as a political a, a a system of laws and yeah. penalties for breaking those laws. The closest analogy might be is as if the communists believe that God had ordained had revealed communism or Marxism to Karl Marx. And even that doesn't you know, because it doesn't deal with the personal level that 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 that, that Islam does. But it is that combination of politics and right. relig- and religion. What, what, Denise, what is it about Sharia law that motivated you or why you think Sharia law is a threat to our freedom? Okay, well, uh, even according to the terrorists themselves have spoken out that Islam and Sharia are both the same. Um, you know, I have a lot of opposition that tells me about the Christians. And not once have I read in the Bible anything about uh, lying to those that are not Christians. And that's where I have the problem. Which is takia. Deception. Yes. Yes. Yep. And deception, it's very important to understand that, you know, in is there, there's a way that uh, Islam views the world. It's both within what they call Dar Dar Islam, the house of Islam, and then the house of war. Everything that is not part of the you know uh, world of Islam, the Islamic State, if you will. And within Sharia law, there is a, a, a code that describes to them how they're supposed to act and function when they're, they're in the house of war. It's called the house of war. And deception is a legitimate tactic within Sharia law when you're dealing with, the, uh, n- with non-Muslims uh, uh, who are considered to be enemies of the world of Islam how you deal with them and what you say to them. And that gets into that concept called takia where it's permissible. You know, they say, you know, there is the, there, there is uh, within Sharia, you have to have integrity. You have to tell truth. However, when you're in the house of your enemy, that rule is set aside and you're allowed to deal in deception 
which is what happens here. You know, many times we studied the Muslim Brotherhood a lot during the last five years, and we would ha- we would we have videotape of individuals who uh, say one thing in the United States, and then when they are back in the Middle East in their home country, say an entirely different thing. Or when they're speaking in public before a, a non-Muslim audience, it's peace and all those wonderful things. Then when they're talking among themselves, and there's a great movie, uh, Jihad in America, The Grand Deception, which shows this. He'll show the Muslim figure, imam, or a leader of a group like CARE will say one thing in public, and then the video shows him saying something very different when he thinks he's only talking to fellow Muslims. Exactly. One of the things that some of the signs said, uh, and then, of course, before the break, we teased about what the other side has. We'll talk about that. But one of the many signs, uh, one of the things that was in many of the signs that at the march was uh, the initials FGM. What is that? Female genitalia mutilation. What is that exactly? And that is with the uh, Sharia law. And um, they like to tell us here that, uh, like I would say, for example, uh, Hillary Clinton's daughter saying that it's health reasons, that it's beneficial to the health. And that's not the reason at all. They do that so that they don't go outside of the marriage and have sexual pleasure. Seriously, I missed that. I missed that one. Chelsea Clinton said that that, it's, that female generation is for the health of the woman. Yes, yes, and and it's literally cutting off the clitoris. Now, recently, we had two doctors in Michigan that were arrested for performing FGM, and that was heavily written about. There's now an article out that talks about the fact that the female doctor Jumana Nagarwala. Uh, who was one of the doctors that was involved in this, in fact, performed uh, FGM on two seven-year-olds. Uh, there was part of this story that talked about two families from Minnesota that drove to Michigan specifically to have this done. Now we're learning, and this, is, this just is, uh, as these stories unfold, they just get weirder and weirder and more aligned with what we're warning about. But as we're learning now, Nargwala belongs to a particular uh, religious and cultural community in uh, Michigan, her husband, apparently now we're learning, is a the treasurer for a mosque in Michigan, the Farmington Hills Mosque, and could face criminal charges himself uh, for being involved in paying funds out of the mosque to his wife to perform these genital cutting procedures on young girls for years. So this story is continuing to develop of these two doctors in Michigan that were arrested for doing this. Now we learn that the husband of the female doctor was involved in the mosque, in a mosque, treasurer for a mosque, and helped to fund this crazy and and now and of course as the article goes on uh where the u.s attorney that's prosecuting this case sarah woodward has claimed that perhaps up to a hundred girls were mutilated there in michigan although this claim is denied uh by the mosque and by the representatives of the doctors uh no doubt this has been going on for years and probably the number exceeds a hundred Oh, I'm, sure, oh, I'm sure it does. If, if, if they're aware of 100, it's, it's, it's most likely into the thousands because it's part of their culture or, or ideology uh, to do this, as you said, not, for, not, as Chelsea, not as Dr. Chelsea Clinton said, to, mm. for women's health, <laughs> right. uh, but rather to control. 
Right, and a lot know. of the a lot of the left, are, and you would I would call them the opposition, uh, say, well, what about men's circumcisions? Well, that is not a must. We we're not we're not forced to do that to our sons. You know, we, we, the doctors and, and and our parents don't tell us you have to do this, and and it's a part of the skin. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything to do with... This is a really dicey conversation. Uh, Got to be careful. But it has nothing to do with, uh, right. you know... has nothing to do with with the ability to engage in or enjoy sexual relations, unlike right. female well genital Great. Right. Thank you. All right, we talked about the fact that the opposition at this march on June the 10th had a couple of certain flags. We will tell you exactly what those flags are when we get back from this break. Time for a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Don't miss this information about the banner on the other side. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock. On AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the most important radio program for the Inland Empire. <laughs> and, for, and, and, and the most popular conservative talk radio show in our time sequence. Absolutely. At this time slot, at this moment, we're talking to Denise Ruiz. She was the organizer uh, that put together the team that pulled off the March uh, the June 10th March Against Sharia, and we've been teasing for a couple of segments. And the largest one in the entire country. Can't, can't, a- and she's nodding and smiling, going, yep. 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 We, we, we had over 500 show. Easily. Yes. Easily. Yes. And it was interesting because when, when I got there at about 9.30, the folks that were what are quote unquote the opposition that were standing on the opposite uh, street corner numbered about, I would say, 75 to 100. And the group that was beginning to uh, organize, that was part of your effort, um, was, I would say, numbering in the 50 range. Kind of small. Mm-hmm. But it kept growing throughout the day and growing and growing. And people came came from as far away as Calabasas. As I was leaving, there was a couple walking up. And it didn't look like they belonged at any march. She had on uh, dressy high heels, uh, kind of blinged out glasses. And I, you know, and they said, is, you know, they asked a question and then said, we're here from Calabasas. We heard about it and drove down this morning. People from San Diego, where else? We, we actually had uh, another activist, Robert Herrera from New York, fly in. Ex- see, mm-hmm. from all over the country. Now, on the, it, in this group that was on the opposite street corner, there was a flag. Right. First of all, we, as you said before, there were no American flags on the other side. I mean, even the, in the, 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 the communist organizing book or says, you know, you have a flag with your march just to try to uh, de- deceive people. But they, they didn't have any. And I suggested before, it's like a, for them, it's like presenting a cross to the vampire, presenting them with an American flag. But what really sort of tells them who they are is through most of the day, there was a large banner of Che Guevara. 
Now, if you don't know who Che Guevara is, he, he was uh, Fidel Castro's henchman and chief executioner who was responsible for murdering tens of thousands of opponents of the Cuban regime. And that's, that's the person that they would choose to honor. Now, if, if someone had come up with a, a, a banner on our side, I can't even think of who, who that would like be. Like a Nazi flag. Right. They would, we would, they, would, they would have been run off of our side. Absolutely. Yeah, in fact, I think that there are people on our side that probably would have trampled that flag and burned it because that is not who we are. We do not represent that. In fact, one of the marches across the country became aligned with, I should say someone became aligned with the march, uh, a white supremacist, and I think that was in Arkansas? I believe so, yes. And and Act for America shut that march yes. down. They yes. wouldn't even allow it to take place uh, because they did not want to be affiliated with that. Now, Che Guevara, it, that is an epic sort of picture where, you know, people wear like a red shirt. It's got the outline of Che Guevara. He's wearing a beret with a single star in it. When Barack Obama opened up diplomatic relationships with Cuba, they made sure there was a press event on the roof of a parking garage behind, directly behind Barack Obama was a picture of Che Guevara. This, the mainstream media didn't make a lot of noise about this, but we did at the time. Right, and those things are, those things are staged. So you're the, the, the president's advanced people go to the scene, and what's, what's going to be there, and they're very careful. They, they want to make sure. The, they want the, oh, absolutely. They, they, they want the picture that they want to have broadcast. So that wasn't just an accidental will. It just happened to be there. That was a conscious, intentional choice by Barack Obama and his people to have the president there. Absolutely. So this Che Guevara flag was at the march. It was being held by the opposition. And nothing says, I mean, first of all, a lot of people that wear that shirt have no idea who Che Guevara is. Um, a lot of people who see the shirt have no idea who Che Guevara is. So if you see somebody wearing that, ask them, who is that guy? They need to know that, you know, this is the guy that was responsible for the death and of tens of thousands of people advancing socialism and communism in Cuba. He was part of the revolution. And that is who this person is. And we can make a direct link between the people that were at that opposition group Back to what unfolded on Wednesday, because if, if, if the opposition group aligns itself with violence and violent rhetoric, as we saw at UC Berkeley, the Antifa, the, the concern that we had at, at this, that you had at this event about the left acting out. That was one of the big concerns you had was, right. were people going to be safe? Right. And, and uh, we had we doubled our security. Right. We had the Proud Boys. We had a couple Oath Keepers. Uh, made a phone call to actually the uh, servicemen, which, you know, I can't get into that. But um, and then um, Detective Rogers did do his duty as far as protecting us his way. But um, that's my main concern. And, and then we had older people that actually showed up that couldn't walk and they brought their chairs. Yep. So I was very concerned about them. Now, we had, we had, there's a couple that usually comes to our tea party meetings and a very nice elderly couple. He's a little, I mean, he, he must, if, if he's five feet and he walks on crutches, but he and his wife were there for this right. event. And, and that's who I, my heart goes out to and I want to protect those people that are, you know, the older, older crowd. 
We're winding up right now with Denise Ruiz, one of the organizers, uh, the organizer, in fact, that uh, put the team together to pull off the, the June 10th March Against Sharia, March for Human Rights that occurred in San Bernardino, down the street from the Inland Regional Center where the December 2nd terror attack occurred. Any final thoughts you have about what uh, what happened last December and moving forward? What are your plans moving forward? Yeah, how do you top this? <laughs> I'm going to keep topping it. <laughs> I... I, I I'm going to start organizing more events for the community. I want to bring awareness to, you know, to, to the younger. Law, on Sharia you know, law and Islam or yes. other things? Yes, both Sharia law and, and more patriotism. We need more, we need more flags out there. <laughs> Amen. And, and you're also a part of this. Uh, you said that Donald Trump's candidacy kind of got you involved and got you animated. You're a part of another movement that's occurring within Southern California called Latino or Latinos is it across the Trump. country? Latinos for Trump. Yes. And is that a, is that a nationwide yes. movement? Yes. yes OK. Yes. And how big is it in Southern California? Would you say? Um, well, let's just say we got about 30 percent Hispanics to vote for Trump. Awesome. So that's pretty good. It was it was better than either McCain or Romney. Oh yes, a lot of us that that, that were hiding came out. <laughs> you see yourselves yourselves being involved politically, walking for candidates, phoning for candidates, yes. raising money for candidates. Yes, doing yes. that sort of a thing. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, speaking I mean, of we, doing we, things for candidates, we're going to talk in our next segment about what every person who's listening to this radio show can get involved in the the NoCAGasTax.com initiative. Uh, after our break. Time for another word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. And the private citizens of California have an extra, extra reason to be taking to the streets, if you will, uh, because Governor Brown, along with the California state legislature, passed the largest gas tax increase and in vehicle the, license fee increase and diesel and diesel fuel increase in the history of this state. Uh, a couple of months ago or a month ago. Of, of which 30% right off the top goes into non-transportation things. That's right. Now, this is an issue that should transcend your political affiliation. So Democrats as well as Republicans should be equally incensed with this because particularly in the United, in the Inland Empire, people drive to work. Many people live in this community because they can't afford to live in Orange County or L.A., and they drive into jobs in Orange County and L.A. So it's a commuter community. So folks that are out here are going to be shouldering a larger portion of this burden, both in terms of raw dollar costs as well as percentage, because the coastal elite that are for this, 
they're not even going to be impacted by this, either by on a percentage of their income. You know, if you're making a million dollars a year, you don't care what the gas tax is. Well, in fact, you may even like it higher because if it keeps some of the peasants off the road, you can uh, drive your car or around more easily. Exactly. But the people who live out here, the people who are making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year and or less uh, and even more, three hundred dollars a year, five hundred dollars a year, a thousand dollars a year makes the difference between uh, your family maybe going on a vacation, uh, maybe even eating in some cases, you know, going out to eat. Um, so the families out here in the Inland Empire are going to be most severely impacted by this, which is probably why Governor Brown came to Riverside to promote his gas tax. It's probably why Governor Brown had to bribe uh, Assemblywoman uh, Sabrina Cervantes and Senator Roth with money, a total of a billion dollars, uh, half of which is going to find its way into the Riverside area in order to get their vote. Now, Assemblyman Travis Allen out of Huntington Beach has started the NoCAGasTax.com website, which is the location where you can get more information about an initiative that is seeking your signature and your help in gathering signatures to put the gas tax, where it should have been all along, on the ballot for the people to vote on. Yes, and the, right now the Attorney General is dragging his feet in reviewing it and coming up probably with a very biased title and, and, and summary for it before eventually it will get out there and available for signature. And right now there's no great source of, there's no organized money effort behind it to collect the signatures. So if the citizens we talk about want to repeal this gas tax increase, they're going to have to do it themselves. And and you can do that by, you go, you go sign up on the website, nocagastax.com, $5, and you're going to get a petition. And you can circulate it among your family, your friends, your neighbors, and sign it and, and send it back in. And that's, if you, if you don't want the gas tax, this is what's going to have to happen. And you can become a volunteer as well. You can sign up to become a volunteer. You can sign up to organize marches for nocagastax.com. Who might do that? Who might do that, <laughs> Denise Ruiz, this might be your next event. So July 8th is the date that we're estimating that the Attorney General will be uh, coming with the final language, and this signature gathering effort will go live starting in July the 8th. Right. Just to pull this last week, the people opposed this, the gas tax increase, 58 to 35. Republicans, there's a hint here if you want to take it. Absolutely. This is an, an issue that transcends party politics. It hits everybody in the wallet, and we need to be going after the folks that are registered as Democrats and switching them over. Tune in next week for another edition of the Unite Inland Empire radio program. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.